Hello, good evening, and welcome, or good morning, I should say, for some of us. And welcome to another late-night special Gentleman's Agreement remix of the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagu. glad to have you with us. I am on the road, as I have been as of late, with my crazy NBA schedule that I am in the middle of working right now. Just uh, got some uh, very important and very vital replenishments, refreshments, nutritional, of high, high nutritional value. Of course, I'm speaking about the delicious kolaches at the one and only check stop in West Texas, just north of Waco. And I freely endorse them and would love it, love it. If they ever decided to sponsor the Cantina Mekis podcast, have free kolaches for life would be outstanding from the check stop here in West Texas. But I digress. I have a lot to talk about tonight, at least for the next hour or so. As you can hear, I am joined by my fellow cantinero, my fellow caballero. Joel Aceves joins us from Orange County, California. Joel Aceves, how are you, sir? Kiwale, John. Just right here. Um Paralina, the, what is it called? The, Allergies? Um, the fires? No, 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 no. The Chillarmanos, you know? Oh, uh, the Chillarmanos, that's right. Is it called Lashback? Or, or? The, the, the blowback? The blowback? Blowback, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, uh, my, my ESL showing. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, there's the news that Chivas could be letting go of Jair Pereira, um, Alan Pulido, and La Chofis. And, uh, you know, I was trying to say why. <laughs> why it makes sense. And, yeah, it, it sort of spiraled from there, John. Well, I'm sorry to hear, Joel, that the, that the Fetsi <sighs> Manos are, are up, up your... Up your strap right now, as far as <laughs> them uh, being upset with you. Uh, I'm a little upset about the whole uh, trophies thing, but you know maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Now he, he was injured right before, right before right. the Super Clasico, and he hasn't played since. No. So I don't necessarily think that. You know, I, I don't say that it was a you know a, a drop of form because he was playing pretty well before the injuries. So you know maybe this is just a way to get him. To you know, to kind of light a fire under his butt to see what he can do, because as we all know, especially the trophy chasers of which of which I am one, <laughs> know how talented this this young player can be. And frankly, Maybe. there there are no players in Mexico that possess the skill the skill set that our young La Trophies possesses. Yeah. Which is why I'm guessing a lot of the the, the Chivarmanos are are upset with you because they like me fellow trophy chasers see a player that, that that display this kind of this kind of skill and going why on earth would you want to get rid of a guy like that yeah well and, and you know john there was a video there was some video footage taken of cardoso having a heated debate with trophies and he had the team was still training he pulled him to the side and it went on for about 40 minutes and um, right he said in a presser, Cardoso said in a presser that it was, it's all football related. He said, I don't, I don't, 
you know, I don't care what what the players do outside of the outside of the field. I'm not here to babysit them, but um, uh, I I think it has something to do with that because I think his indiscipline is what has held him back because he definitely has a talent. He he should be he should have been since he broke into the scene. It was it was over, it was over two years ago, 2015. Uh, late 2015, you know, and and he should be like a more established player by now. And if we look at his numbers, he's he's mostly been used as a sub. Right. Very. Well, he has very few full games where he played the full 90. And and you know, I to and and this is already with like different coaches where we can say you know I don't think we could use that excuse that, that the coach doesn't like him because it's already different coaches that seem to like just uh, I guess feel they can count on him for to be a full 90 player and and yeah, I know is... go ahead finish up well his conditioning has been a big problem as well and I, I found a quote on um when Almeida first arrived, he came for ESPN, and he was like, he was talking about how Trophies was, he was he lacked the muscle and and was overweight, and I, and I I do think that, like in that aspect, he's he's just he lacks that discipline as well, you know, to to be to be more physically prepared. He does. He's a player that that frankly relies on his skill. To uh, bail him out, to yes. make him excel, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that this is an area that we touch on, frankly, quite frequently here on the Cantina Mix podcast. It all has to do with with, with professionalism. Yes. You know, La, La Trophies may be a professional soccer player. He may, you know, he may play soccer for a living, but he's not a professional in, in, in the sense that. You know, I, 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 I don't, I, you know, for for players like you see with La Chofis, the other players that have these issues, and, and they're quite prevalent in Mexico, you know, particularly in uh, in Liga MX, that they, they just they don't they don't take the the most important parts as seriously as they should, which is a shame because, uh, you know the. You know, you know, being a professional and having that level of professionalism, where you, you know, attend training, you do extra training, you do, you, you know, you go into the weight room, and 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 you and you and you really try to improve yourself, you know, whether it's you know mentally, physically, etc. Because then the skill set that you were relying on will will just be uh, amplified. Yeah. And I and and, and and this isn't the first time that we've seen this. And I'm not saying this just happens in Mexico. This also happens all over all over the world. I mean, we just recently, well, I saw a video of uh, of, of Kylian uh, Mbappe there at PSG, the uh, the darling right now of the soccer world, 19 year old kid out of uh, out of France, who showed up at his PSG practice, showed up a little late, and he was kind of laughing about it. 
and uh, Gigi Buffon, who was the the goalkeeper there at, at PSG, pulled him aside and and and, and told him, "Dude, of course I'm paraphrasing." He's like, "Dude, you you understand? You have to understand who you are, what you represent, etc." You can't act like that. You you can't be like that. You are you know you have to be. You know you, you, the the responsibility you have not just as an athlete but as a, as a professional and as a as a, as a business person as a colleague is is, is is tantamount to what it is you're trying to do. And you could see the the expression in Mbappe's face going from smiling to getting you know to kind of getting mad that he was being scolded to completely stoic to you know almost a little sad. To relief, to oh, okay, and then you could kind of see the the light go off a little bit with him. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, it isn't, you know, it's not like it's uh, it's Hector uh, Reynoso talking to this guy. You know, this yeah. is this is Jean Luigi Buffon. You know, one of the, the world's greatest goalkeeper for the last what 16, 17 years. Yeah, he's he's and, been uh, that consistent. You know exactly, which is very exactly it's, it's very hard to do. You have some. Players that for two to four years they're at the top, and then they fall by the wayside, and then you have players that throughout their whole career they maintain that that level, and, and that Buffon is certainly one of them. Exactly, and uh, so you know th- that is something that, that 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 frankly is 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 lacking not just at Chivas. Yeah, but on a lot of teams it. worldwide that have that kind of leadership on a team. You beat me to it, John. I was just about to say that. Like I said, trophies just did not have that, you know, uh, that type you of know, player who, to look up to. At, at, at Chivas, I mean, the, the the most veteran player, Salcido, is the guy that didn't want the captain's armband and who who's had a couple of scandals himself accompanying him, you know? He was under some hot water. It just didn't make Which any is more a shame. noise now. Not, yeah. not the scandal stuff, but, but you know, for, 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 for a player who is as accomplished as Salcido is, to have had the career that he's had where he's done so well everywhere he's played and, and had a and had a... You know, a national team career where I think if you asked anybody at any age of, of you know, you know, from someone in our in our in my forties like myself, someone in their twenties, would not hesitate at all to put Carlos Salcido on the all-time starting eleven for uh, for a Mexican national team. Yes, and 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 for a player of his stature and how much and how much he's meant to the sport of soccer in Mexico to eschew the captain's armband and to and not assume that that leadership role that is obviously so desperately needed at a team like Chivas, where where a player like Alan Pulido says, "We have no leaders on this team." It's like, dude, you're a leader on the team. Yeah, he was called to be one. <laughs> oh man, that that pretty much Chivas in a nutshell, right there. And they have lacked that for a long time now. Uh, I think Ayito could have probably been that guy, but they let him go. So that that was that. Um, and of course, you're talking about uh, Jose Juan Vasquez, yes, better known to the world as El Gallito. El Gallito Vasquez was that leader. He was that guy who 
who led by example both on the field and off the field and you know and how it is to be a you know todo un profesional you know and all the dirty cops are you know obviously you know you know the, the, a player like 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 a, a Jose Juan Vasquez are very hard to find and, and if you got a player like that man you've got to lock him down and make sure he's on your team for at least 10 years because I mean especially in Liga MX those players just don't come around that often Dario Verón is an example you know Puma saw him in like 2004 and when they were in the Libertadores and playing against the, the Paraguayan team from which he came. And they said, we got to have this guy. And, 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 and frankly, outside of Cavino and maybe Tuca, I can't think of a foreign player who had more of an impact on, on, on Pumas than Dario Verón. And he was with them for, what, 12 years? I mean, you, you, you just can't pass up on guys like that. And, and, and to just give up on, on, on Gallito, it's just like, what on, what on earth? Are you, you know, it just... <laughs> You know, th- th- yeah. that's what I don't understand Chivas fans. And I know this, they're, that they're passionate, but I mean, uh, a couple months ago, I, I I forget what it was that I said about 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 like the, 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 it was the, 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 it was just like watching Chivas would be so funny if it wasn't so tragic, <laughs> <laughs> or, or something to the tune like that. It's just, and it really is a shame, and I, and I and I do feel bad for the for the Chiarmanos, but. You know, if this is what it's going to take for 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 for, for trophies, you know, you know, maybe he can go somewhere where his next, if he does indeed move on, if his next, uh, if his next coach can, you know, make him see the line and make him understand that, dude, you are you're going on twenty three, twenty four, you know, you 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 should be your next contract should be the contract that sets you for life, and at this point, you are just. Struggling. Which is right now the have... yeah, and and that's right now the the problem with Chivas is that it's exactly how you said he wants he wants that big contract, but he just has he just hasn't shown that he deserves it, you know. And and the last I heard was that they wanted to sign him, but they wanted they wanted it to be like performance based contract. Uh, so. But but I do feel he would probably be better off at another club that probably surrounded with other type of players that Chivas just doesn't have. He could probably feed off of that, and and it's it's interesting how how you know it, it, I find it kind of interesting with my Chiarvanos because sometimes we have like a really talented player and they're like they want him to go to Europe so that he could he could improve. And uh, and I don't see what's difference with trophies. There is no, there is no. Um, there's obviously no offers from abroad, but but you know we would like to see a player like that improve. Unfortunately, not in our club, but at least elsewhere because he's he's a good talent that could, he he could do good for the selection, you know. Excuse me, I'm in the, in the middle of my <laughs> my my kolache. Oh, you you, you managed to get one. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, I I could keep going. Um, with <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm, 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 uh, what I was gonna say was, uh, 
you know, one, I don't, I don't quite understand that, that mentality of, oh, you know, oh, we have a good player. He's got to go to Europe immediately. Yeah. Because then he's not going to help Chivas, number one. Yeah. Yeah, club's never going to win anything number two, like that. A team like Chivas, if you have a good player, you don't sell players to PSV Eindhoven or to, you know, Madeiras in, in, in Portugal or, you know, you sell, you sell your players, if you're going to sell a player, to the Manchester United mm-hmm. to the world. The Ramadi. That's where Chivas players. Because if, if you're a good Chivas player, that means you're a good Mexican player. And you know a good uh, uh, and if you're a really good Mexican player, then you need to be going to if you're, if Chivas is going to make that move, they need to be selling you for you know 25, 30, 30, 40 million bucks. Otherwise, stay with Chivas because you're not going to get to play in a better league than than, than Liga MX if they sell you for four million dollars to go play in, in, in the Eredivisie. What's the point? What is yes. the point? And then for Chivas fans, it's like, why on earth do you want to get rid of a guy like that when he can he can be your guy for 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 five or six years, seven years? Well, well, for, for trophies, for the for the reason that he just he's not, you know, the team's not getting the the best out of him. So I mean, I think so already. It's at the point where, to me, it's like they're not they're not gonna get it. They're not gonna get it with the current squad. Or, or, um, Yon, Yon, we have uh, Will Armano, Will Armano Ron, he's waiting for his invite. I don't know, I don't know know if we can do that tonight, Hoy, this is a a private private conversation. (laughs) I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pull over. You're going to have to pull over? Um, To make that happen. Well, we'll give me a second. We'll we'll, we'll bring uh, we'll bring Ron in here in a, here in a moment. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if you want him to profane your Chivas your Chivas chat right now. Boy. No, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. We we haven't had a uh, Ronnie's been a long time missing boy, from the chat. He's he's one of the founders of the of the cantina. Um, yeah. But but that's 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 my take on trophies overall. Uh, I think he's he's exceptional talent, but he's not to me. He's not at the level that he's shown that he could be at. Um, and and so yeah, it's time for him to move on. I know it sucks, so, but it is, I think it'll be better for everyone. Uh, so talk the talk talk the trophy chasers off the ledge, boy. Yeah, Give well, me, uh, who, well, I mean, if, if, if a team says, trophies, vente para acá, what team would you go, oh, man, he really has a chance to do well? I think a team like Monterrey, you know, uh, in any, but, but it, I mean, like, I just can't see him going to a Cruz Azul or, or even a Toluca, so, or even Tigres, man, um, so, yeah. Monterrey is probably like one of the. Yeah, but Monterrey last... has. I mean, their 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 plantel is stocked. I mean, he would have a hard time even. No, I know, time. but it will be for next season. So who knows if they would release some other players? Right. Um, yeah. Other than that, he's more likely to end up at like Querétaro. You know, I, I wouldn't so, even. So so you don't him. think uh, you don't think Pelaz would take a chance on him? 
No, not even Monty at San Jose. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I don't think he would bring him over, man. It's a much more physical league. Uh, Trophy wouldn't last long. You'll yeah. be huffing and puffing 10 minutes in, man. Um, but yeah, who knows, man? We, we've seen a lot of players like that, you know, that look very promising and then they, the, the fame seems to go to their head and, and they, like you said, they like the professionalism. But, uh, I mean, for all of Chicharito's faults, and I bring this up all the time, you know, he may not have been the best striker or have the best ball control or, you know, whatever the hell it is that people, you know, pissed and moaned about Chicharito for years. But what Chicharito did have, and I think one of the reasons why he's had a, you know, going on a, a 10 year career playing at a very high level for, for, you know, 80% of that time is that he was a world-class professional. Chicharito did, did two things really well. He found space in the tightest of places in, in, in six-yard box to score goals, which is outstanding. And, 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 his, and the level of professionalism that he maintained throughout the 90% of his career was reasons. Uh, why he was able to, 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 to go. I mean, he, he's played for four teams in Europe. Two of the teams are, are two of the absolute glamour teams. Yeah. Glamour teams in the world. In the world. And, and did well at both of them. And, and, and that, is, that is not easy to do. Yeah, well, I mean, and he I mean, over you has... You have to have a group. Go ahead. Yeah, overall he has a, over 100 goals scored. And not not that many players can say that, you know. Even if you look at just no. Latin American players, if you look at strikers from even from other countries that have reached that that milestone, for the most part, you're going to be looking at, at the really top players like like um, like Suarez, you know, players like that that they they managed to surpass a hundred goals. And and then you know, the rest. And, you know, Suarez just... to me is, is 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 another perfect example of, you know, he he might have had some on the field issues, but you would never question his level of professionalism. I mean, the dude was a, you know, and 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 Messi, you know, again, Lionel Messi is kind of the same. You know, when he was a kid, he didn't really take care of his body as much. You know, relied more on his on his God given abil- ability more so than anything else, and. I'm not sure who it was, and I would love, I would love to find out who it was. But they said, "Dude, you 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 are outstanding. You could be even better if one, you take care of your body better, and and to just 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 learn to conduct comport yourself as a professional, and 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 look at the results. I mean, he, you know, another guy that for for what 13, 14 years playing at at the, one of the, probably the most demanding position on the field." And yes, he's he saying he's had injuries, but you know he never he gets knocked down more than anybody. Have you ever seen Messi ever take a dive or or or, or try to embellish a foul? He didn't have to because he gets kicked so much, and all he does is gets up and goes, you know what? You guys kicked me. I'm gonna get back up and I'm gonna go score a goal on your ass in the next ten minutes. And that's exactly what he does. That's how he takes his revenge. And. Uh, but again, it's his level of professionalism, and it's just something that 
that that I wish we saw more of. In Mexico. I'm not saying that there are no players in Mexico that that, that exhibit these traits. There are plenty that do, but the, the the stark reality is that for a good portion of players that that do show uh, the potential of just with the skill that they have, it, it just seems like there's always. Uh, you know, uh, the, the lack of professionalism is what ends up uh, giving them less of a career than they probably or than, than, than they could have if they would have taken it a little more seriously. Yeah, and and then just just to I think to finish it off on the whole trophies, players like him with with that type of talent, by their early twenties they're already they're already key figures uh, they're already key figures in in their teams. Uh, you right. know, if, if you look at like Neymar before he went to Barcelona in in Brazil, he he was like one of the top players, you know, and was for, for his team, yeah, and 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 even like like looking at other players like just other Mexicans like Cuauhtémoc Blanco. I mean Ochoa, Ochoa became starting keeper at eighteen, you know, by by twenty four he was already established you know he 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 wasn't like battling for minutes he was already the the goalkeeper you know um and so and and then for his age to still to still not be there it it, it that's that's like what i try to explain to the chillarmanos man it's it's he should already be there right now cuz cuz he has that talent and and if he's not right. And, and just shows that he's, he's lacking in another a lot of areas. And, and, what, and what's so frustrating for for player like Trophies is that you know if, if, if he shows that talent for two or three years, then you know it, uh, again, it, if you want Mexican players to play in Europe, that's great. But you know, to me, if you're going to make the jump, make the jump from from Guadalajara to. Valencia. Don't make the jump from Guadalajara. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? If if Chucky, if Chucky had the type of like trophy, trophies numbers in the league, he wouldn't even be in PSV right now. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that's that's I guess what sometimes that's the like harsh reality, and a lot of fans just don't want to see that. And, and I think it's it's a bit of the romanticism. We we see that one awesome play he did or that one game where he scored this really fantastic goal and and that stays with us you know and he, the player will go through like a five game stretch where he's he didn't really do anything but but we still seeing him as as the one of the better players because of that one one you know fantastic goal he scored right yeah he's he's Trophies is heading to his his what what was it a hat trick that he had in Monterrey? Yep. When when yeah that he's gonna be like Al Bundy talking about the four touchdowns he scored in Polk High. And that's gonna be trophies, man. Like ten years from now, just still talking about that Monterrey game. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, Ron, if you're listening, don't think that we're not trying to get you on. But uh, I, have to, I do have to find a place to stop where I'm not being hassled by the so, by the chota. 
You need somewhere where your cricket phone gets reception. You're... That's right. That's right. No, I just, I just yeah. want to be able to do it like in a well-lit gas station and stuff. You know, <laughs> out here in the country, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to me. No. I just, I just, you know, if, if, if the Chota wasn't there, I wouldn't have, uh, I mean, I would have, I would have just stopped at the side of the road and did what I had to do. Yeah. You know, I don't want the Chota. Boy, you got a license to podcast right now, boy. So, you know, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to run into that. I want to run into that. So you don't think that Pelais is, is, is gonna is gonna be the kind of guy that takes a chance on, on La Trophies? No, no, I don't I just I don't see it. I think he likes certain type so, of players and he just doesn't fit the mold. It. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um but yeah, what what we have, man, we've we've dedicated more than enough to to the yeah, trophies. Yeah, you said, yeah, to bury so you're, that. You're, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating a dead horse. Wash your hands. <laughs> so basically what you're saying about La Trophies is leave the gun and take the canola. We're, we're done. We're done with La Trophies. All right. We will move on then. No more uh, No more trophies talk. Joel, at the peak of excitement in Liga Mekis, there's one week left. In Liga MX, and what happens? There's a fecha FIFA. Yes. So instead of planning the season to where the season could be over and the Liga starts in two weeks and you have a full run, you know, to Christmas, we're going to have a week off and have and have a, another week before we get to the Liga. More importantly, Joel, my Pumas got a huge. Huge win. Yes. In Toluca, one of the hardest places to play in Liga Yes, Mexico. the Devil's Cauldron. That's right. And they were able to get a 1-0 win to give them the points that they needed to, 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 to qualify on their own without needing anybody else's help. And now they're, they're, they got a spot where they can, with another victory, can position themselves to avoid teams, namely Tigres, because I think, again, Tigres to me is the, is the absolute favorite for the... Uh, for the uh, for the for the league, yeah. So if you can, uh, you know, they play on Sunday, so they'll know what they need <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, you know, up or down to avoid them. So and then they are playing Santos, who's right next to them in, in, in the Tabla Posiciones. So you know, the, 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 it could be a very important game to see where they land to, to, to jockey for a position, uh, to to see who they can play and who they can avoid because I mean that's. You know, no one wants to play Tigres if they're a six seed. If you're the three, why on earth would you want to play Tigres? I mean, they would be, you know, especially you know with, of the bottom four teams. That they, you know, they are clearly the most dangerous. Yeah, especially with a Kignac that that seems to have, you know, becomes friends with the ball again. And, and yeah, it's amazing how that happens. Pounding goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where he starts scoring goals again, just 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 when they absolutely, you know, and, and it's one of the reasons why they've won. The last, uh, is it two or three? Uh, three. They've won the last three torneos uh, apertura. Yeah. yeah. Because, because Gignac gets hot. Yeah, you don't want an on-fire Gignac, man. That's just, that was, and yeah, and, and they're, they're playing Chivas at home. So sort of feel bad for my goats. I was... And and I've been talking about this for a while now. I was like, you do not want to face Tigres, you know, especially if they're at the at the lower end of the 
of, of the, you know, of the yep. qualification, uh, which they're in six. I, I had to... So, oh, go ahead. No, I had hoped that they would have been already, like, secured in a higher seed, but they're not. And so I think they're going to, they're going to, you know, just come down to Chiwas man, and, and come in full throttle. Right now, they haven't officially qualified for the league yet, but I mean, they would have to have a a Jurassic collapse combined with someone else's <laughs> monumental, you know, ten goal yeah. win, and to us, and they did have a ten goal loss in order for them to uh, in order for them to miss out on the league. Yes, but but. You know, here, you know, th- th- this is to me going to be one one of the true tests to see just where Cruz Azul is in, in the world of karma, because it lo- it's looking like it's pretty good. That's probably going to end up as, as the number one seed. The last time yes. they were the number one seed, they ended up losing to León, uh, and, and, and that was Ouch. the first year that they changed the uh, the rule of the uh, away. Well, like the, the lower seed, it used to be that the lower seed had to win the tie outright, which I think for the quarterfinals. Is totally reasonable that the lower seed has to, you know, the way goals don't matter. The, the lower seed has to win the tie in order to advance, and then the upper yeah. seed all they have to do is just is just tied, is just you know draw on aggregate to advance. So away goals, but they did away with that rule. They said no away goals is the first tiebreaker. And so what happens with Cruz Azul? They you know in Leon they tie zero zero, and in Cruz Azul they lose one zero. So they're done. They're out. So that was a lot. So if if they end up as the number one seed, is Karma going to stick them with Tigres as the eighth seed, or are they going to get like Morelia? And I think if they get Morelia, then I think that the uh, that the gods will will have will have punished Cruz Azul enough, and I think that we're going to start to see Cruz Azul become Cruz Azul again, and, and, and probably yes. probably well, take the, uh, the, the the title as long as. They can avoid a, a big fish in that first round. Well, all, already, already they did two two things that to show that they're on the right path, and and just how serious they are. It, one was winning the Copa MX, which right. they, which they would shun, but they wanted just because they wanted to prove a point that they could win the doblete, and the second right. one is they're undefeated. At home, they have not lost a home game, and that that takes you a long way they, in the Guilla, man. Once once you're they, in there, yeah. And you know it, you know Cruz Azul's best years, their championship years, were years that they had at the Estadio Azteca. Yeah, the, so the Machina years. Yeah, and it would only make sense then that you know when when they come back to their to their to their venerable. Their venerable home, which we have to talk about as well here in a second. Yeah, their, but that, that uh, their, does a lot, you know? That, that does a lot for the player psyche and for the whole team. Of course. Knowing that at home you're you're pretty much, you know... Invincible. Yeah, yeah invincible. Yeah. So it, 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 does, it, it does add that extra, you know, just extra sauce for for when you're playing some of these important matches. Only that it's a bad like, foil that, uh, that Cruz Azul... And uh, we'll have to look this up. Maybe you can look it up. I'm driving. See, if their average attendance is higher 
and Crew Americas in their own stadium. I'm willing to bet the Cruz Azul is high. Oh yeah, that that was what I had been hearing since the since the start of the season. Um, so yeah, I too would not be surprised. Uh, I'll, I'll try to look for it. All right, all right, hang on, Ron. We're we're about to get you on. I've just I've just exited. I'm in Troy, Texas. I think I think I see I look I see, I see a well lit area where I can. Uh, do the, the duties that I need to perform in order to bring on another cantinero without any worry of being attacked by one of these local heathens here in Central. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, lo- I love all my Texans. Um, let's see. So Cruz Azul uh, is, uh, you know, chances are pretty high that they are going to uh, end up uh, top of the table. And uh looks like America is probably going to end up number two. And uh, in all likelihood, it looks like uh, Santos or Pumas will end up number three. And then after that, uh, three, it, it gets it gets kind of jumbled up because they're, it's still very, very tight uh, from uh, from 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 four down to even eight. So so, so teams that. Uh, you know, you know, Pumas could finish second, or they could finish seventh. Uh, so it it really it really does uh, make a huge difference. And again, I think it's all about matchups. Not like I, for one, you know, as a Pumas fan, the last teams I want Pumas to play, and only because they just don't do well against them, especially in the Liguilla, is Cruz Azul and Tigres. I think any anyone else, I I would be I would be totally totally fine with. But you know, for you know, for Pumas. They just don't match up well uh, with, with 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 either of either of those teams. So I'm looking at the at the I don't I don't have the numbers yet, but it looks like Cruz Azul at the start of the season they were drawing better, but but America has been out drawing them recently. Really? Oh, so now that America is winning, they're like. Well, we can't yeah, have the, do better than us. They, they returned. Uh, from This is a headline from October 2nd. America ya superó a Cruz Azul en promedio de asistencia en el Estadio Azteca. So it was a matter of, it was a matter of pride then for the, uh, for the, for the Americanismo to, hey, and, they can't, this, this can't be happening in our stadium. Another headline from El Universal. This one from October 6th. Disminuye asistencia al Azteca para ver al Cruz Azul. Um, so the novelty is what happened. I, well, it could be different things, you know. Um, so who knows? Well, I mean, obviously for the Liguilla. Uh, also rivals. Uh, well, you know? And I, I got to tell you, you know, we talked about this for the past couple of weeks. You know, it really is too bad that Chivas is, 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 is just terrible again again this year. Not that you know Chivas fans should be should expect anything less, but uh, you know to have Cruz Azul and and América and Pumas and Tigres and Monterrey and uh, you know and Santos and Toluca, you know the 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 glamour team the glamour teams of the league, you know and then you know Pachuca maybe would be you 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 were thrown there to have that be your eighteen in the league. I mean that. You know, Univision has got to be just, just kissing themselves. 
<laughs> and, and, and for and, and for Christmas, you know, to have a, I mean, any one of those matchups, you know, except you know, if they have like a, you know, a Tigres Toluca final or a, you know, Cruz Azul Monterrey, you know, whatever it is, I mean, they've just got to be just thinking, wow, this this is going to be great. I mean, you know, I know that Santos is a small market team, but they're, you know, they, you know, they, they play really well. I think I think everyone enjoys watching Santos play. So, you know, if it's like, you know, a final of, of Morelia Pachuca, I mean, I know we have a lot of Pure, Pure Pacha listeners, but guys, you know, let's face it, it's just Morelia. You know, it's just <laughs> Pachuca. But, but if you have a, you know, a, a Tigres Cruz Azul final or a America Monterrey or, or Pumas Toluca, I mean, and just, you know, the, 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 the possibilities and combinations are, are amazing. I mean, I mean, just in all the rounds, they're going to, this is, this is like the super duper heavyweight division Liga where you're getting ready to have here in the Liga. Yeah. You know, the, the, the teams that traditionally have been the strongest teams, at least over the past what, 30, 40 years. Except, you know, of course, for Chivas, which again had a, another terrible season, as, uh, as is the custom for, for Chivas lately. Yeah. Chivas is having yeah. such a bad season, Joel, that it's, it's, almost, it's almost Atlas like. Oh no, not that bad! Come on, Yon. And actually, actually, the season is better than expected. You know, a, a lot of Chiermanos are expecting doom and gloom. They saw Pisagoli, they saw, you know, uh, they saw Matias, the Golden God, also leave, and and so they thought the team was lost. But actually, there was improvement. Uh, one, they finally won at home. Yes. Which is, which was getting embarrassing, going a whole season without winning at home. I, I, don't, I don't know what other big team the fans would. Things would, got so bad. Be so for, forgiven. For huh? They got so yeah. bad for Chivas at home that even Pumas, even Pumas won in Guadalajara. Even yes, Pumas who had not in, in like thirty years since Pumbo was playing. Oh man! Think about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was he was a player. Um, so that was that was the one positive that they they finally won at the zombie life. And the other positive is that despite you know having what is it one match, one or two games left in the season, um, it's one game right, one game left in the season. One game that, left in the season. Yeah, they already did. Five points more than the than the previous, uh, five and two points more than the previous two seasons. So in, in each of the last two seasons, Chivas didn't even crack the twenty point barrier. Nope, they did uh, fifteen that is a, that and is a seventeen. Recipe, that is a or recipe 18. for for <laughs> sufrimiento en el porcentaje. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Which is we've been one of my beefs with Mati, and and it's hard because Mati is. Beloved, and any criticism is, is is just seen the the wrong way, and it's and it's. I just can't. I don't understand it, man. Any, I don't think Mati could be in River Plate and go a whole season without winning at at the Monumental de Nunez, and the fans would wouldn't care because he won the League Cup. I just, I just don't. So, so, so just wouldn't happen, about, man. About fans see all the trophies. And, yeah, you know, it, it, it's like it's like when you meet a girl at a party, and she's <laughs> wild and crazy and fun, and you're thinking, man, this is like the greatest girl in history. And then 
the next day, I'm not saying that, you know, when she's, but it's like, when she's out of that element, she's like just mean and dour and like, you know, like, you know, like, and you're like, why am I putting up with this? And, uh, you know, and then a party comes by again and like, oh my God, you know, this is, you know, oh, now I remember. <laughs> but then the parties quit happening. And, uh, and, and that, 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 that seems to be the relationship that, uh, well, now what would, now we have a, The, well, I'll come up with something. The, 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 the mati lovers. Oh, you know what it'd be? There would be the matiosos. There we go. There'd be the matiosos. The matiosos. The matiosos. Hey, I see Ron, matiosos. but anyway. did he mute himself? Y- yes, I did. I don't. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. There's Ron. Why? Why? Dude, <laughs> we, we, we're talking America, but Ron. Yeah, I know. I guess it was what, what he Because I can't see. Because I. Because I have the. Oh, my battery is running so low that I got the screen off. You know, it's it's. I'm just you know right now oh, it's, man. it's being used as a radio, so I can't see anything. But I, I think am Ron... also concentrating on the road. But Ron Ron De Luna joins us. It's been a while since we've had a Ron on the show. He's in the middle of he, getting his uh, his degree in architecture, so we do appreciate him taking. The he time. was he was away at Bear Camp. <laughs> we do appreciate him taking the time to come on here <laughs> on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Ron, we spoke at the very beginning of the season, and, and you said semifinal. You know, it's funny. You said semifinals, at least, or right. you know, I'm 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 disgusted. It, it, it has it has to be that. Whereas Joel in week two tells his Chivas manos go on loan to another team this season because Chivas no va a valer más. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but. So, so <laughs> once again, I think I think what we see here, Ron, is just uh, you know for for teams that are you know the supposedly rivals, how the constant fortunes of one team are almost always inversely related with the abject failure of another, and it only stands to reason you know at this point that you know America has been doing pretty well for about the past. What five six years or so, and at the same time, Chivas has just, you know, been have been terrible, terrible. Yeah. Uh, Once again, I would agree with that assessment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, but after I, after honestly, the Michelle I, Bauer years, I mean, and Belias comes in and 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 and, and, and does his uh, works his miraculous interventions, gets the the entire organization back to where it needs to be. And I, I think I think it goes back to you know obviously you know America has you know had you know an ownership group for the past you know since the nineteen what is it fifty nine and you know obviously you know managers change and and uh, you know the front office changes and stuff like that but one of the things that that I do have to give credit to for America at least in the last you know twenty you know twenty plus years is that the the, the ownership group they they let their GM, or you know, the equivalent of their GM and, and their president, you know, carte blanche that, right. that they can do what they can. Well, I mean, they're that's, they're that's, busy too. I mean, why why that, do they have to, you know, let someone exactly. else do that? Exactly, and exactly, and yeah. that's that's the point that I'm trying to make with Chivas is that you haven't seen that with Vergara. He's just too involved, and I think that you know, 
I think that ultimately that's what's co- you know costing him because I, I mean, in, in the what, ten plus years that he's been there, I mean, more than thirty, more than thirty something managers, uh, more than four, five, six. Well, well hey, now, uh, let's let's not pretend that Clue America. When Clue America hires a coach, that they're there for seven and eight years at a time. No, no, they but, go through. But, but, they go through coaches just as quickly. But not, not to, not, not. I mean, America hasn't had thirty, you know, thirty coaches in the last, you know, ten years. Dude, I've seen America have five coaches in one short season. So let's, you know, but Cabezo Luna has done all. <laughs> well, America did win. Did win the what is the eighty nine tournament with a, uh, with a. Uh, with no but three, no, with three coaches. <laughs> but if you, I mean, if you're going to do that, at least you know. But, 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 but I, I, where, where I do agree with you is, is, is that at least you know where you stand with with with, with the, the policy that the ownership group has with Tua America. The owner, the policy is we're committed to success, so we're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, very few yeah. teams in Mexico have that, and that's. One of the reasons why Club America has been so successful. Well, I mean, they're 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 the most consistent team in in the last sixty years. You know, they've they've made the most playoff appearances. They've made the most semifinal appearances. They've you know they've had yeah. more you know you know more and, final appearances. And, and Ron, I can't believe I'm a I'll be defending America right now, but some of the recent uh, coach changes, I think, was due to circumstances. Uh, for example, Piojo leaving for the national team, and then you had yes. Tur- Turco, which he wasn't he wasn't sacked. He just didn't extend his contract, and it was due, to, you know, his indiscipline just leaving midweek, <laughs> going unannounced yeah, to Argentina, go leaving stuff and, like that. And well, we were seeing it now that, at, at at his current club, he got sacked, and it yeah. wasn't so much for results. And, and then I'm pretty much just the type of attitude he has. Joel, the, the fact that you have to... to... <laughs> I, I, I know. I have to do I... this for you. <laughs> I don't... Damn. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I just... No, because I just... We have to be honest with certain stuff, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know differences between uh, they let they let a coach at least finish his process, or or you know go go through his through the season, as opposed to how like with Vergara he would sack you five games in, you know. Yeah, it's yeah it, it is it is a real uh, a real shame. I'm, I'm glad you came on, Ron, because something happened this week that I thought gave a. Uh, not not just the Estadio Azteca and Club America and Televisa, but uh, the, the whole uh, sporting culture and sporting industry in Mexico. A huge freaking black eye this week when Estadio uh, <laughs> Azteca oh, is a black eye with the you know Aztec Stadium debacle. Just you know, and then for that that stadium, and I was trying to explain this to my brother-in-law, and and, and he actually understood and agreed, which I thought was kind of cool. I mean, I, I told them, you know, there there are three stadiums in the world that people hold, and I'm talking about worldwide, that people hold in an extremely high regard and consider them is Wembley. Yeah. The other is the Maracana, and the third is the freaking Estadio. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, there are things have happened in that stadium in, in, in the sport of soccer that are yes. that are you know top top five moments in, in the history of the sport. Maradona. Maradona. And Pelé. Back in more World played there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just it's it's ridiculous. You know, Lineker yeah, gets the hat. It's it, it, it's incredible <laughs> for them to treat for, for for them to make these the, the, the decision and to hire the folks that they hired the, to, to to lay the sod down. You know, knowing that you've had this in, this impeccably uh, manicured uh, playing surface for you know, however many years. It was it was it was just it was just a really and to do it and went and to do it when they did it too. In the, and, uh, and like right before the Brady season, it was like, oh my god. What's What's worse is that, you know, I've been you know seeing some of what they've been saying here on the U.S. press, and it's like, unfortunately, it just makes Mexico look so bad because I mean, no one's. I mean, at least from the you know the, from the world press, they're not saying, well, yeah, they 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 tried to you know change you know uh, get this hybrid you know type of you know uh, surface in and stuff like that. They're just saying you know it's just they're just making it look like it was just poor. You know, poor management, and, and, it and so it, it, well, it is, it is. But you know, I mean, but, but, but I exactly the point that they think that this is what happens all the time, and exactly. it's just not. And and that's not true because I mean that, that stadium, like, and I think the point that I made, I mean, at that point, you had three clubs playing there, week in, week out. You had the national team, you had international games on top of the, the you know, on top of the religious services, on top of the concerts, and the and the stadium was fine. It's just the people that they right. brought in. Just did not know the, the, the local microclimates. They didn't understand the soil. They didn't understand the science behind what it takes to to maintain that type of stadium. You know, I, the, I agree one hundred percent. It was I mean, whoever made that decision. Yeah. You know, and I can't really blame the folks that actually you know because I mean they they did the best they could. But I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you have as much at stake, and and it's not just this NFL game. I mean, NFL game is is nice to have. And it turned out to, you know, no one knew when the game, when this game was scheduled, that it was going to end up being like, like the marquee game of the year. I mean, it just, it just, it just, it just, it, it just happened. That way. But, uh, but it just, take, it, to me, it was just a quality time decision. Also, taking consideration the amount, the millions of dollars spent to renovate Aztec Stadium, precisely for the NFL, because the NFL wanted, right? The NFL wanted a. Uh, you know, bigger, bigger locker room. So, uh, you know, they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, there, there was four sets of locker rooms in that stadium before there, one for the visiting team, one for their America. And then two, I think was just like, you know, uh, I think one was for the refs and the other one was just, uh, just a random one. So, I mean, they, they spent a lot of money, uh, renovating the stands, uh, you know, the locker rooms for the NFL. And then for this to happen, it's just Jesus. I mean, I was reading reports that just, you know, just this little debacle, you know, is costing them $43 million. 43, yeah, 43. So right. I think that's a figure, figure that I read. Yeah, it, it really is unfortunate. You know, it's funny because that was a game in, that was played at Wembley a few weeks ago, and it was a, it was two schlub teams. So, and it was, and the field was... I mean, it wasn't this bad, but it was, it was still pretty bad, and they had no problem playing on that field. So I do think that they probably it would it probably would have been fine, and it probably would have been fine if it was like, you know, the uh, 
you know, two, if it was it was a game between two really bad teams. But the, the, the fact that it was a Southern game, you know, and, and, and let's not lose sight of the fact that this was a Los Angeles team that finally started getting people in the stands uh, to, uh, because they're, because they're playing well. I mean, the last Rams home game I saw looked pretty good. It looked pretty good on TV. That Coliseum looks good when it's filled up and it was definitely filled up. So, uh, I'm sure that, that there was a lot of pressure there as well. And I, I mean, I get that. I mean, if you, if you're an owner, you only get eight of those a year and they think they take one away and you say, you, you took this game away from me. You make, make me play on that field. No, no, sir. And uh, so, I, but I think if it was like, you know, maybe a smaller market team, I don't think it would have been. I don't think the decision would have would have been made. But it still does make Mexico, and and, and particularly Televisa. Actually, Joel, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but don't you think that that the ones that that look the worst in this whole deal is Club America, Joel? Yes, they're the they're the home team. Yeah, they're, they're I, the ones that, that, that look the worst in this whole thing. I, I actually, I think it makes Cruz Azul look bad because they they go into Aztec Stadium and then this happens. You know, it makes it's just... just <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, yeah, like, so they were playing those... Yeah, but, you know, but I mean, let, let's, not, let's, let, let's not pretend that soccer really tears the field apart. Also, nah. football will nah, tear but that. It's still, but, but it's still, I mean, some of the things that I've, you know... The, you know the, the memes that have been, you know. Well, do you watching. remember, Ron? Were you in Houston when when the Cowboys played the Oilers at the Azteca, and during the oh, rainy yeah, season, those, night, those, yeah. and, and, and the field turned into a gigantic puddle of mud. Yeah, I mean they weren't playing on grass; they were. It was straight up mud ball. I think the final score was like six to nothing. I'm pretty sure that the uh, the NFL remembered that, and that's one of the reasons why. Why this game uh, was uh, was moved? So. Now, my other big bitch about that is like, okay, so you want to move the state? I get that. You know, th- you know, there's a stadium not freaking five miles away from the Estadio Azteca that is a football state. is a football stadium, meaning it has the locker rooms that can handle a freaking NFL team. They're already wired up because you know they play football there as well, and they have all the comms and all the crap that. That, that you need to, to, to get a, an NFL team wired up and ready to go. They have all that. And it seats 70,000 people, and it would have been a great little compromise, but it didn't happen. And then it, 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 it's funny, John, and given the the political climate, it probably would have been, been better to go play it at, at, you know, at Puma Stadium because what happened in the 68 Olympics in stadium there? You know, with with uh, was it Tommy uh, Tommy John, oh, and, Tommy and, 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 John and, and, Carlos. and Carlos exactly? Yeah. So it's like it would have just... and it's the fiftieth anniversary of, the, of those Olympics exactly. And, and, and you know, and, and the you know the you know political comment of you know of you know inequality, racial inequality, and stuff like that, and you know what's going on with the NFL. It's like, dude, it just would have made more sense to go take play over there. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have loved for that. I mean, again, I mean, and, and Pumas was built for football. It's not built for soccer. It's built for football. Yep. that's. Yeah. Football stadium, and uh, it's just it's just unfortunate that uh, that that decision wasn't made. So uh, again, again, Joel, I think you'll agree with me. I think we should just go ahead and blame Blue America and, and, and Blue. Yeah, they're probably hating on uh, Cruz Azul's success. You know, 
on that undefeated home streak. <laughs> Speaking, of, you know what? It, it's uh, you know, be, be, believe it or not, they take they took a uh, like part of the success of you know Cruz Azul is because of Americanistas like Belais. You know, you even have Gringo Castro. You even have Gringo Castro that's working in, with their youth and stuff like that right now. Is Gringo you know? Castro really says he's going to teach them all how to make beautiful runs down 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 the flanks and then send a three cent cross in? That guy had you know, seven. He had seven lungs and he was hell's good on defense. You know. Oh, there's no question. But but, but when he pushed up and he, and he threw his cross in, spreads up your head. But here, but here I, you know, that, that criticism with, with Gingo Castro, I, I don't really think it's that valid because keep in mind, when he was there, oh. Guatemoc was there, and we weren't a team built on 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 centering to Guatemoc because we didn't have really a, a number, you know, a, a, a true nine, you know? So I thought, I, I thought Boas was the, was the true nine. Well, I mean, Bo, you know, Clever was only there for, what, a couple of seasons. It's not like he was there, you know. For, for a long time. I mean, we... Well, it doesn't change the fact that he's a terrible crosser. <laughs> you can't deny that. You can defend him all you want. That's a part of his game that is indefensible. I think that's that's uh, some of the press just trying to... Kind of like they were just hard it's, on, it's, on it's Miguel. It's, 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 your own, it's your own empirical evidence that you're gathering by using your eyeballs to record what's happening in front of you. Like, Man, this guy really sucks at crossing. <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I don't think you need, you, you need more than that. Yeah. He could have been Layun, man. Exactly. He, he could have been Layun before Layun. If, <laughs> if only his crossing was right. more on point. That's exactly right. It's like his youth coach was like, once you get once you get to the you know, once you get to the edge, just close your eyes and, and hit the ball. <laughs> it's like your job's done. Just just hit it. Actually he should play a tape of his crosses and go, Don't do that. Whatever you do, don't <laughs> don't do that. Do that. Well gentlemen, we have uh, we have news. Uh, oh, see that uh, if I had if well let me see if I have a if I had Sirenas, I would, uh, I would definitely be playing him. So, uh, but we do have news. I, I saw today on the, on the Twitter, that it's looking like uh, Tata is indeed going to be oh, the uh, yeah. expert team coach. That they have so, come to a verbal agreement. Exactly. With FMF, and he will be the highest paid. Coach ever for Mi Selección MX, 2.3 million a year. So, uh, yeah, for a uh, four year contract with an extension for four more years. Huh. You know, th- this isn't for, for Quinto Partido, this is, you know. I mean, I'm hope I'm hoping that Tata Martino's not there just for you know, you know, wants to go in there and, and win it for the World Cup, you know, in 2026, You know, that's great. I found this other siren. Hang on a second. 
That's a family guy, apparently. As you were saying, Rob? No, I'm just saying that it's... Uh, I hope he... I hope, you know, he understands what he's getting himself into, you know? Tata Martino. Well, I mean, it can't be any worse than Argentina, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean at, least, at, least that, at least that press has, has earned the right to bitch. You know, they've... They've seen... You know they've had they've had de- decent amounts of success. So I mean at least at least they they have standards of which have been set. Mexico has you know they have ridiculous expectations, and then as as a World Cup gets near, they they have like like the just the most fatalist. Uh, Views of, uh, of it's gonna it's it's hilarious how it's it's like the five stages of of, of a Mexico national team reporter <laughs> five stages of grief that's right you know you know you know what for you know twenty twenty two I mean I really hope that Mexico Mexico makes it at least you know to to the quarterfinals man because come twenty twenty six. I don't want them to get to the you know because like the only times that Mexico's ever gone to the quarterfinals is when they've been at home, you know they played at home, you know. Right. Yeah, and and it's gonna be what the forty eighteen World Cup, so it's it's almost a given. It's at, at this point they just you know. Is that the gonna is is that it, for, is that is that a done deal the forty eight? Yeah, dude. I'm trying to shit. Shit, that's right. It's, it's like the secret, you know. They, I don't know if you guys heard of the secret. Like you, you think about something, and then the the universe wills it to you, and, and you got all these tricolor fans wishing for a quinto partido. <laughs> and you it was for over twenty years. For over twenty years, the universe just ignored us, dude. And then finally, they just like, ah, let's let's, let's just give it to them. Forty eighteen World Cup. You, you don't even have to try at that point. It's like getting the 50 points in the test just for writing your name. Yeah. Hello? Anyone there? Ronnie? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. All right. I I think John got cut off. Oh, what I was saying was... uh... They're not going to have a round of 32. It's going to be they're going to go from 48 teams to 16. That means you have to win your group. Yeah, but Mexico's going to play against like like uh, Burkina Faso and like Turks and Caicos yep. or something like that. And so, <laughs> not necessarily. I'm, I guarantee how they did the, you. How they did the, dude, you remember how they how they seeded the last World Cup? Mexico will probably well, they'll be a group seed for sure, but. Because they're hosts, but I mean, they could get stuck with like the 18th ranked team. Yeah, but and and they're at the Azteca, they so I mean, well, I mean, I understand that, but it's not going to be as easy. We, we're going to file it's this show, Yon. We're going to file this. We're going to put it. You know, we're going to revisit look, it. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not. But what I'm all I'm saying is, it's it. it it's not going to be like a 100% cakewalk. It's going to be like a 40% cakewalk. That's all I'm saying. 
Forty, and then uh, and then let's just go over the, the two draws that Mexico had when they hosted the World Cups. Nineteen seventy, they had Belgium, which wasn't Belgium, you know, not, not the Belgium we know now. They had Russia, which was semifinalists in the uh, in the '66 World Cup, and in a miracle, got El Salvador in their group. So they tied <laughs> Russia, beat Belgium, and then they, then they beat El Salvador. So that, that's how they got there. In in 1986. Hey, wouldn't you know it? They had Belgium again, and then they had Paraguay, and they had Iraq. So they have two relatively soft groups in uh, while they were hosting. So yeah, so the chances are pretty high that it's gonna it's, it's gonna be softy. But the fact that they that they use uh, uh, rankings now changes things. Uh, that, that means that you could get a, you could get stuck with a pretty nasty team. And as we saw in the previous World Cup. Mexico doesn't match up well with uh, very, with certain nasty teams. So they can get China and like and, yeah, uh, yeah, but the Honduras. Get, no, <laughs> Boy, look, one to 16, 17 to thirty-two, and thirty-three to four, and thirty-three to forty-eight. We're getting one of those forty, one of those getting, bottom of the, oh, no, sir, you're getting teams. You're gonna get Here. one from one group and one from the other. This is my worry about those teams, is that they're gonna bunker, you know. Yeah, but we're we're gonna have them at 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 the at you know at altitude, yeah, man. Ursula, the Santa Ursula is not is not the wall of one hundred fifteen thousand people used to. What they they've reduced capacity to what, Ron? Like eighty five thousand now? No, no, it's still it's still in the nineties. It's still in the nineties. But yeah, it's not it's not what it. South. It, it got gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got those butacas, those VIP, yeah. o sea, puro VIP, and then, <laughs> and then, with, with the fancy restaurants inside and all that. Yeah, where uh, where our, our our friend uh, friend of the show and occasional contributor, uh, Rigo Ayala, when he went to the the, the classic tapatina, was, <laughs> was caught on camera enjoying a lovely ceviche. There he was sitting in the, in the VIP of the Estadio Jalisco. We asked him how much a ticket cost, and what did he tell us? Kawhi, like like thirty bucks. Yeah, like thirty dollars, man. And he he had like bottle service. Yeah, <laughs> but but and I and I but he was he was wearing a jersey. And I'm like, dude, why, why don't you dress up, man? You know, like a dress shirt and stuff like that. You're gonna be in the VIP. Yeah, put, a, put a sports coat on. Yeah, I know. Sports coat and guaraches, like brothers. <laughs> Well, if you put the sports coat on the watch, then you can go ahead and wear the shirt. <laughs> oh man! Well, how, how do you feel about the uh, the shirts that uh, that Chivas is going to wear at the upcoming uh, Club World Cup? Where they threw a little they, blue, a little blue. They look like they look like pajamas. They look like a little, little like little boy pajamas. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like them. So this is what I don't understand. So you're. You're Las Chivas Rayadas de Guadalajara. You have a, a very recognizable standard uniform. So why mess that up? Why can't you just go with your blue shorts and your like and your and your red and white stripes and be, yeah, be done with it? What? Yeah, you, you know, when Pumas their first jerseys they did, they were so nice. Um, and this one is it's not that it's bad. I just I, personally I just don't like it. Uh, but it sold out already. 
in Mexico, it it sold out, and I, I just think that's just just part of the fandom of, of Chiyarmanos, because some of, even some of the ugly jerseys that Reebok did towards the end, almost like they did it on purpose, like oh you're not gonna renew the contract, let's let's let's, let's give the design to to one of the interns. Let's give them. You know they won a they won a championship wearing the fallopian tube. Yeah. Ron, you're you're a psychology major. What, what what does that say about Chivas that they won a championship while while playing the entire season with a, with a design of their jersey in in, in the shape of fallopian tubes? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're not you're not um. I guess, I guess you, I guess not, not, I guess there's nothing that can be said when, 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 when something like that, when something like that happens. Who's the kit manufacturer, by the way? That was a Reebok. Reebok? So, Ron, do you think that Tata Martino would be a good choice or not a good choice uh, for Mexico? I, I kind of want to know the details. I mean, what, you know, I, 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 I want to know, like... How much control are they going to give him? Like, yeah, how much control he's going to be given, you know, you know, his coaching staff, what are, you know, what he has to do, what he has to accomplish if there's, like, you know, because, because I mean, if, if we're going to go, you know, four years... Where he's like, ah, he doesn't have to produce anything, you know, because he's building up for twenty twenty sixteen. You know, it's like, but what, um, wouldn't you rather have? I mean, would, would you rather this be a four year commitment or go go ahead and make it an eight year? I, I, I personally, I personally, uh, I'm not saying that that's the guy for this. It has to be an eight year commitment, shouldn't it? I think so. It, it, I, honestly, I don't think that. I, I just don't see Tata as, as as you know really, you know, rolling up his sleeves. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying he, you know, or anything like that. I just don't see the piss and fire in the. So if, if, if Mexico wasn't ho- hosting in 2026, you'd be totally fine with that because you think for four years, if, if he survives, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, honestly, I don't. I mean, the guys, you know, obviously in Argentina, you know, Bar- Barcelona and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, I mean, to, to, to Osorio's credit, I mean, granted, I, I didn't think he had the credentials, but. I will say that he did have the piss and fire in his eyes because you know he, you know he wanted to keep growing it and, and making a name for himself and and you know took the job seriously. I don't ever doubt that that he didn't. I so don't you know. think that could be a situation like when Pelado Diaz came into America and just I, exactly you know like a Coco Basile or a Pelado yeah. or, or, or yeah it's like where hmm, it's just a payday. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I don't I don't see this guy really. You know, having all heart and soul into this job. So you want a guy that rolls up his sleeves, is fully committed, ambitious, understands that hey, if I can make it work here, then I can pretty much write. I mean, let's face it. If I mean, go back, if one guy, I mean, I, 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 I mean, finals, I, I, I've seen, he'd be coaching Europe. I've seen a lot of footage of, like, for example, like you know, like the prep to the '86 World Cup, and Bona is just you know, countless hours. You know, prepping and, and 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 playing in the scrimmages and this and that and the other. I mean, this guy was all in. You know what I mean? Right. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm even, you know, La Volpe was all in. I'll give him that. I don't I don't know if, if, if Martino's going to... So, do you think Tata Martino's going to go out and set the cones like, like Osorio did? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I guarantee you Almeida would. Piojo would. You know what I mean? Well, Jorge and I seem to think that Piojo is the... Uh, is the bombero in waiting, whoever it is that they hire, if they crash and burn, he's he'll be the one that saves the day. Ah, because he ain't getting the job the first day. So I truly wish they would. Well, the only way it happens, Ron, and 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 I and I, and I think there is a small possibility, is if America wins the championship. That's the only way it's going to happen. I mean, for, you know, I, I think. I think that Pelais, Pelais, and 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 Piojo need to get back together for the national team. Like old times' sake. Don't you remember how it was? You know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a transition, man. Different players and stuff like that. It's it's, you know. Sorry. So I mean, we're already uh, we're already in. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think. I do think that uh, that there's so not so I'm I'm not 100 entirely sold that this Martino thing is even going to happen. Uh, just my personal opinion. You know, if he does uh, have the, uh, the the fire in his belly, obviously you know that would be great. I, I don't know whether he does or not. Uh, I do think that uh, whoever the coach is, it should be an eight-year process. I guarantee you. That whoever they hire for the U.S. that that, that, that they're going to hire, make a coaching hire with the roadmap that 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 goes eight years instead of one that goes four. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what's going to happen with the U.S. And I think the last thing Mexico fans want to see is in the 2026 World Cup that the U.S. ends up doing better than Mexico. You know, maybe make a semifinal appearance or. For a finals appearance. I don't think that that would sit very well with Mexico fans. Especially if they talk about, you know, coalition with the European when they hired, you know, blah, blah, blah uh, in the you know early year 2019, you know, whatever it is. So I do think that whoever they hire, they need to hire for uh, to make sure that they get the best Mexico they could possibly get in eight years. And that's, and I'm I'm not so sure, and this is where I do agree with Ron. I don't think that Tata Martino is that guy. No, I, I don't. I, I, in fact, I, I'm almost positive I know that, that you know he's not that guy for that year program. But. Yeah, because I mean that's I mean he has to move his whole family. I mean I mean that that's why I almost feel like for something like that you, you need you need to look local, and uh, you know I, I'm still. I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, thinking that if they do go local, it's going to probably end up being Diego Alonso, which, uh, especially if, if, if Monterrey wins. So, just my personal opinion that I've maintained. But we could all be wrong. Joel, is, is, is Tata going to take the gig, or is he uh, or is he going to scotch the last minute? I don't know. If rumors from Medio Cierto are to be believed, because that's where I saw the news. Seems like it might be a done deal. I mean, I, I, 
I think that for, for how they want to market the team, you know, and for sponsoring reasons and, and just for the fans and all that, uh, yeah, Tata, Tata fits that mold, you know, with, with all that, that experience and, and his, his cartelera. So, so that, that makes it very possible, you know, it's, it's, it's all about presentation for the, you know, for the most part with, with, um, with the selection. And then you were saying that, you know, Diego Alonso, but he would have to win, you know, he would have to win the league title because that's, that's been the norm. Every coach, every coach that has taken it, taken over the selection, uh, had, had won the league title with exception of, of La Volpe, which surprised me that he didn't stay because he had Toluca pretty much poised to, to, to lift, to lift the, the Liga and, and he left before, uh, was it right before Liguilla? But he, he won it because he was on the phone, remember? Right. He was on the phone with Gran, Granolati or, or <laughs> Alberto Jorge, Alberto Jorge. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's that, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think it's it's pretty strong possibility if if that's the case, you know. Is it a is it a good decision, Joel, or is it a questionable decision? I, I does Joel, president of MX Food, make this make this hire? No, I wouldn't have if I was. I would have given it to Piojo, man. Uh, Ron, like Ron, and I think you you also have the same. Uh, Take with Pelias, but but Pelias might not return simply because um he got on Yon de Luisa's uh you know he pissed him off when they were at America when when he uh, Pelias announced that he was leaving at the end of the season and and Yon said well no need to wait just leave now yeah <laughs> so yeah he pissed off the wrong dude man so but who knows man it, it might not last forever you know that. They'll kiss and make up soon, hopefully. Uh, but but Goliath does seem. I, huh? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, John Delis is a Televisa think, guy. You think it'll be years, man? You. You'd... So you. So you'd rather have freaking. I'm thinking that John Delis have freaking Memo Cantu as as the guy lead, running the show instead of Ricardo Pelas, who is in a very short period of time, in five years, has 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 proven that he is clearly. Clearly, the best general manager of the Mexico scene. I mean, at least at least in the generation. I mean, you you guys know the history of the sport a little better than I do. At least the recent history. Has there has there been a, a guy who, who has made as as many good moves as as, as in such a short period of time as Belas? Yes. I'll say Nestor. Oh, stop! Stop! Yeah, he. You you asked for it. Nestor is is pretty good. He's he's highly rated. Uh, I'll say Belais is more successful, but but Nestor has a good curriculum. Like if if you had to put like the top three, he's up there, man. Okay, Nestor Ron, is there anybody? The guys that come to mind as as far as you know is Lebrija and and, and Belais. I think those guys were. Really good. Who was the guy who put together all those Toluca teams back in the turn of the century? It was the Brija. Yeah, and I, was that, yeah. Back then, they didn't really have that. They did, you know, the, the, that term. 
Right. But the guy that, you know, the guy that was, you know, he had, you know, he, you know, Babrika's the one that ran the scouts. He's the one that's, you know, signed the paychecks. He's the one that, you know, yeah. that, you know, had to, had to, had to he go to the, to, to the owners, to the VS family. So it was Lebrija. Well, he did a bang up job because that was one hell of a team. Yeah. I mean, those guys, they, they knew how to scout. They knew how to build And for teams. my Chi hermanos, for my Chi hermanos to add more of the sad flute, uh, he came to Guadalajara to help Vergara, and, and that didn't last long, man. No. Richard <laughs> Todd, you know, this is good. Uh, you know, the Chivas Supremo might learn a thing or two. And uh, that, that did not last. That, yeah, that partnership did not last long. I, I even wanted Lebrija to go to America, you know? You know, they had, you know, they had, it's like, Jesus Christ, what a joke. So, so Ron, in all this time, you've been on the show, you still haven't put the batteries in your in your fire detector, your smoke detector yet? Uh, no, that, that, that's my uh, ankle bracelet. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Okay. I just can't what you guys No, I haven't, I haven't put the battery into the fire department. It's hardwired. It's hardwired. I don't know why I need a battery. So the, are you saying, Joel, that, the, that Chivas had a chance to, 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 to lock up some of that uh, Lebrija magic and it didn't happen? They did. They, they, he he came in and he left around the time that Chicharro left to Man U, and that was one of the reasons where Lebrija felt that Vergara left him out of the negotiation and didn't even let him know. He didn't even tell him about that, because Lebrija said he would have at least, you know, kept kept Chicharro for the Libertadores final. Which right. I agree with him. It's all you want. It's all you wanted, boy. Yeah, I mean, all you want. that that would have increased the team's chances of winning that cup. And and you know, this guy wasn't thinking of that. He was thinking of, I'm gonna bring Man U for the friendly of the stadium. <laughs> you know, to inaugurar el estadio, and and that's gonna be the the big draw. You know. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> so, is it meaner for me to bring up the fact that Charito didn't play in the Libertadores final or that Parchis were Spaniards and they sang the Americas? The Chicharo is the more traumatic. It was more, it was more painful. That was that was yeah. almost the beginning. That was like the beginning of the end for you, wasn't it? For a while it was, yeah. yeah. I, I, the, the I started to set you down here. I retired from football. Fire. I retired for like two or three years. I didn't want anything to know about football. Exactly. I remember but in, the, in, the, in the World Cup, leading up to the World Cup in 2010 when they played uh, New Zealand in the Rose Bowl. And uh, we were chatting on the big soccer back then. And, 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 you, and you and I were both in agreement that, that all that team was was it was it was Chivas with Puma refuerzos. That's all it was. Yeah. And they were playing great. Because there were like like five Chivas and Quinn and then four Pumas on the team. And they played really well. Yeah it was. I, you know John I was I was going through some of my old files and I found which could probably be the very first pretty sure it is uh Gentlemen's agreement contribution. 
Oh no! It goes back to 2010, and uh, and and you were doing like you you wrote an article for the Big Soccer Front page, and and it was like uh, predictions for the group and overall how the team's gonna do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I gotta send it to you, but but even then, John, I I had Mexico beating France. But they're gonna they're gonna beat France and uh, you know and play and and play Argentina in in the second round. Uh, so those I got those predictions right. Hey, speaking of beating France and and beating Germany, do you think it cheapens? Well, you know, that was great on the soccer. All all thirty two teams were on, the, on, on. You know, I just put together a little thing about each team, like. You know, a little very quick synopsis, and uh, you put a highlight like the Greater World Cup highlight on there, and uh, and then I asked a big soccer supporter of, of that of that particular country, you know, a series of questions. And that was a, that was a fun little exercise. I still have those too. I'm gonna need to, I need to look at those. So so you got it all right for me. Excuse me. You got it all right. Well, at least those two predictions, are you, right? Are you are you taking are you taking Joel the supplements that that, that, that Walter Mercado peddles on, on his show? On, on, <laughs> no, on, Indio Masonico. Gentlemen, I want to have to bounce off. You had now, oh, yeah, yeah, I got Ron, to yeah. up early. It is pretty late, Ron. Yeah, I um, do appreciate you popping on, dude. All right, guys, good talking to you guys. Later, yeah, Ron. Ron Luna joined us from, uh, from Philadelphia here on the Cantina Mix podcast. We were, uh, we were, I'm not going to lie, Joel, we were taking turns, making fun of America, and he, Ron, like like the true professional that he is, was able to absorb the, uh, was able to absorb the, the jesting, and, 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 and you know, and, and 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 it was even able to, to to give some back. So we do appreciate Rod for coming on and always uh, sharing his insight and his, his vast knowledge of the of the history, not necessarily of the on the field history, but the off the field history of Liga Emekis, which is uh, you know sometimes almost nearly as fascinating as what happens on the field. Joel, uh, is there anything else we need to uh, cover here on the Cantina Mekis, on the special edition Cantina Mekis podcast? Well, just uh, Selección. Selección is uh, the, the players are in Argentina. They're going to play That's the two right. friendly games against Argentina. Uh, they're not playing in Buenos Aires, though. They're playing in Rosario and Mendoza, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, um, but, but in Argentina right now, it's a... Uh, what kind of sucks... <laughs> Because all the all the headlights, everything's focused on the on the Libertadores final, which is you know River Plate versus Boca Juniors. So yeah, if, if even if they're not really talking about the you know they're monumental friendly against Mexico. Uh, Ooh, too monumental but, friendly. Yes, <laughs> but uh, so what what we do know is that. Mexico seleccionados, the um, seleccionados. I mean, the European-based players, they will only play the first game. 
So they, after the first game, they're heading back. Which is what you yeah. would expect. Because that's a yeah. long-ass trip to go back to, go back to Europe. Yeah, it could be pretty long, and and it was a long trip. Uh, their flight got delayed, and and the team ended up getting in Argentina like three in the morning or something. But but those should be two really good and telling friendlies, you know. Sure. So, I mean, any play Argentina, you know. Yeah. I, I, I success. I know Mexico lost against Brazil in this previous World Cup, but as much success as Mexico's had against Brazil. They've had the exact opposite amount of success against Argentina in the same period of time. They just can't beat Argentina. Yeah, and, and this Argentina side is not going to be stacked either. Uh, Messi's not there, and they had a couple injuries recently. So, um, you know, that's interesting to see also how how this Mexican team matches up, you know? Sure. Yeah, because uh, there's a couple of people missing, and so there's still the whole thing with Chicharo. You know, is is he is he out of the loop now? Seem to no, have. He's not out of the loop. Chicharo hadn't played for two months. Why would they call him up? He hasn't done. I mean, he hasn't done. He hasn't done anything for two months. There's no. Yeah, but ne- neither neither has Pulido. <laughs> yeah, but Pulido uh, been playing. Chicharo hasn't hasn't even been on the field. He hasn't even been on the practice field. He played. He he scored a goal. Didn't he score a goal last week? Yeah, but I mean that's, uh, pretty, that's after. I mean, there's no. I mean, if you were a professional like Chicharo, who's trying to get back into the into the rotation, would you fly yeah. twenty hours to Argentina to play? No, thirty-five minutes. No, obviously not. But but there is always the matter of of the patrocinios, you know, and and that's. He's he's still one of like the the most popular player and, and the selling point. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the sponsors have been pretty upset that Chicharo hasn't been featuring in this post World Cup proceso. So you know, because I mean, outside of Chucky, you don't really have any other player that yeah, who's who's I think he's missing the game, right? So outside of that guy, you don't really have another player that commands as much attention. So even if he's not playing, they at least want his face right there. The Chucky pulled the muscle, and I think you and I pulled the muscle. However, we're, we're <laughs> today. I, I mean, I, I am I am one hundred percent sure that Chucky Lozano will miraculously be better and able and, 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 and be fit enough to not only play but start in ESPN Open's next game, guaranteed. He's gonna miraculous recovery, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was excited to see Chucky. Uh, you know, just to, this this would have been a big match. You know, to see him yeah. how, how he does against this type of opponent. Think, I don't think that Catito Corona even came. I think that he's he's not on the list either, is he? Yeah, that, I I don't I we have we we went over the list. <laughs> what was it last week, Yon? We're we're yeah, yeah. dropping sure the ball I, here. I, I I would have remembered of uh, seeing Tecatito, and it just wasn't. Uh... I know Pulido's there, which and uh, Saldivar for Chivas. So that's those are two guys right there. Uh, Memo Choa, of course, who he's gonna have to have a really good game to help help 
Welcome to Selection. Um, so yeah, we got the Selection. The Selection games are going to be pretty, pretty soon. Um, and then also the... We haven't talked about... At least we could finish with some Libertadores. So the first the first leg was played at La Bombonera. Finished with a 2-2 draw. So, I mean, four and goals in the final is... Excuse me? It's played after a 24-hour delay because of... of ah, the uh, rain. The yes. That hit Buenos Aires. So, yeah, so, I mean, and, and there's no away goal rule. So this is just a straight-up aggregate. If you're tied, it goes to extra time. If you're tied, it goes to penalties. There's no away rules. It is just who scores the most goals. So yeah. it, it, it goes to it goes to la it goes to la monumental, basically zero zero, the top. Yes, which is exactly exactly how you want it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a huge match. It has you know it's it's paralyzed the whole country, and uh, I, I think for River, it's it's uh, River, it's 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 very very important. Uh, I mean, aside from it's a Libertadores, but but uh, rivalry-wise, Boca has the more the more uh, Libertadores championships. So right. you want that you want to catch up and also have that win over them. And as we talked about before, River Plate went to second division not so long ago, which was uh, they got promoted with Matis, and um, who was a player when they got relegated. And uh, and so they've they've gotten pretty up, and and but but they've they had to put up with a lot of, you know, a lot of banter from the Boca fans that have just remind them every week that they were in second that. division, and, right. and yeah. But if you if you're a River fan and and you beat them for a Libertadores, now you have the perfect, you know. The perfect thing to to counter with, which is like no one's gonna care that they went to second division if you beat your rivals for the Libertadores, and especially their first ever Libertadores um, final confrontation. You know, uh, so that's 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 also also on the line is is for Gallardo, which is River Plate's uh, coach uh, Muñeco Gallardo. Because he already won one when, when they beat Tigres. When they beat Tigres in the final when Kinyak had just signed. And so this will be his second one, which is will be very impressive. And, uh, you know, he would probably be in line also to not only coach the Argentina national team, but just go to Europe. He, he'll be another of their Argentine coaches coming out of the pipeline. Because it's pretty impressive how many coaches they have. You know, doing doing really well all over the world. I mean, it, it stands to reason. I mean, how many players? You know, how many Argentine players are all over? I mean, of course they're going to have a good number of coaches. I mean, it just it's just a. You know, it is a. I mean, the, the fact that they haven't done better in World Cups is just stunning. I mean, I mean you know. They, I mean, they did reach the final in 2014, so that with penalties. But that was, so, you know, one final after 24 years. I mean, they've had outstanding team, outstanding collection of players, and it's just, you know, they, they, they can't ever seem to put it together, unfortunately. 
But uh, no, I, I do. Uh, I, I do think that the, this is uh, the, the biggest game on the planet uh, coming up, uh, and I include the Champions League final um, as, as far as as far as club games. This is just absolutely massive. I'm sure our friend uh, Kit McConico. I bet you we could give him a can of uh, you know when you, when you go to the Home Depot. And you, you pick your paint color. I bet you we could like squirt a little drop of color <laughs> in the water and give it to yeah. him in his hands. And with the pressure that he's feeling and how nervous he is, I bet you he could he could shake the color right into that paint. <laughs> no, but but you because know that's... like no, you're right. But for the for the you know for the people listening, if you get a chance, even if even if you don't like you know. Uh, Argentine soccer or or Libertadores, it's it's a, one of those historic games you don't want to miss. And and just talking about the run up, you know, and and some of the history, you know, it's it's uh, Mexico soccer is like tied, you know, right up there with them, because for example, Benedetto he he was playing in America, and he has Mexican citizenship, and he could very well. Get called up to the tricolor. He's he is an option down the line, and he's he's playing in the up. final. Excuse me. Benedetto. Yes, for for Boca, the Boca striker, and and you know, just just talking like River play and and Boca, some of those players are gonna end up in in Liga MX. Some of those coaches are gonna end up in just like Matias Almeida from River play ended up in in. And then even in the past, we've had a lot. They, they all eventually come come to Mexico. So, man, you could be seeing them uh, there for the first time. <laughs> come and watch your future idols. <laughs> yeah, coaches too, man. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Gallardo, you know, if, if it doesn't pan out in Europe, he's going to be in Mexico. Uh, or or, uh, or the... El, 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 el mellizo esqueloto for when you know but but right. players as well yeah yeah and a, I think a even, of, even even Puti uh, Sanetti is a coach oh really and he was, is, is he is he yeah, in Italy he, he, or I think so I can't remember where it was that he was coaching and then and then somebody that just shocked me was oh a Gattuso he's not Argentine but Gattuso is coaching AC Milan he's like wow pretty cool yeah. Yeah. So, so Kid McConnick is not returning the calls until after. That's and right. He, and, he is and, a blackout. And if they lose, he he might just take a sabbatical. Huh? He might just yeah, disappear I, for I, a while. I hope, I hope for his sake that they win. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, win or lose, I I will listen to to his show, The Throwing, which is on every every Sunday at nine a.m. here in Austin on one hundred four nine one. If, uh, but if they lose, you know the the producer music, like, man, that would be good radio. If they lost, but it would also be good radio. If they lost. It would be it would be better radio. If they lost, which is such a terrible thing to say because that's one of the things that I just I absolutely abhor about uh, like so that they can just trash them. Yeah, and and you know. It, the games are going through uh, Fox Sports Deportes. <laughs> so if you have Fox Sports Deportes, you can watch it through there. Um, 
I unfortunately did not have it. I saw one of those feats on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, uh, I think what's happening. Hello? Went through a, a dead zone, but uh, I think that uh, I tried to watch it last week because I was at the office and uh, the Fox Sports. I will make sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I will try to go. Hopefully, I can. I could. I need to check. I think it's a, it's a Saturday, so I need to find a venue to go and watch it. it goes two p.m. Central. It'll, it'll be it'll be noon for you, boy. That's like right in the right in the middle of your bedtime. Yeah, but this uh, like a, I'll make I'll make this exception. Yeah, I'll make the exception. Just to and go watch this game. Is, you know, I think that there, 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 there are two matches that I think that you should see at least once before you die. I think you should go see a Boca River. Yes. And you should go see a Puebla, a Puebla Hawaii. So I think. A Puebla Hawaii. <laughs> and then I think your, your, your life as a soccer fanatic is complete. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I was in, I was in Argentina, and it feels like they got frozen in time, man. It, it, you go to some of these stadiums, and it's like they're still in the '80s over there, and and they obviously still have the hooligan problem, which was very prevalent in Europe as well, especially in England. But then England got all gentrified, Premier League, and and they just priced them out. Now you couldn't afford to go. Hooligans couldn't afford to get in the stadium anymore, and uh, the stadium was no longer giving that those type of support groups any perks. But in our in Argentina, it's it's very much a thing, man. And and you know, all these these groups, it's like hooligan groups and uh, Barra Bravas. They they still get you know they get they get tickets from uh, from the front office, you know. Right. Yeah, that, that's how I ended up seeing the match. I actually bought a ticket, and it was there's a guy from a Boca Barra Brava that sold it to me. I thought he was ripping me off, Yon. That ticket looked like he he buried it in his backyard. You know, oh, yeah? that's where he hid it. He hid it until game time, and then he he dug so, it out. So what game? It just looked. I went to go see. Uh, Boca Juniors versus Argentinos Juniors at the Maradona Stadium. And and it was, you know, I was pretty naive. So I thought, okay, I just, I just, you know, I saw that the game was going to be played. I said, okay, I'm just going to go to the box office. And, you know, I, I could afford the expensive seat, which would have been like, what, $20? And, and, um, and so I'm walking to the stadium and, it was blocked off. You couldn't get to the stadium. They had, they had all these police and then police with horse and all the the riot squad, just you, just making sure you walked a certain way, or that you couldn't you couldn't 
because you know these these are the old school stadiums that are right in the neighborhood, like right in the middle of the neighborhood. Right. You know, it's not like the modern ones that have big parking structures or this this whole, you know, this plot of land just just dedicated for the host. This right. is just like 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 some of the baseball stadiums in the old baseball stadiums in the U.S., where it's like. You have houses, and then the stadium's just right there, around the corner. Right. Um, yeah. So this is how the stadium was, and uh, the, you know, I saw that they weren't letting people pass. Like they, they had the horse barricade, and it's like it, you can't pass through here unless you have a ticket. And I'm thinking, well, how you know, I'm trying to get to the box office, man. But uh, it's funny because the, the one of the the police guards. He just pointed me to one of the, one of the scalpers. He's like, just get a ticket from that guy. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I bought it. I bought, I bought, I, I bought the ticket and, and got cattle herded into the stadium, which is pretty intimidating, man, because it's not seats, you know. It, it was like, that section was just like, it was, it was just concrete, and it was like the. Like like the high school bleacher type, just want the long bench, you know. Right. And and it's steep. It's like the way that stadium is. It's like in that angle. So once you walk in through the tunnel, and everyone's standing up and jumping, it it literally looks like they're gonna fall on you. And and people do fall on you from from the jumping. Like a couple times, like I had people bumping into me, and but it. it it, at first, you you walk out of the tunnel and it's already the fence, the fence, so that you can't get into the field. And the field is right up there. It's like not even. It's like a foot. It's about maybe two feet, maybe from you know the field from the fence. And and so you you kind of do get that feeling you're gonna get crushed, you know, like you're right up against the fence and it's it's, it's all the fence just right there and then you. Just make your way up to, to wherever you can, and it's it's and you can't sit down because everyone in that section is standing up. And if you sit down, you're not gonna watch the game. So that was that was pretty interesting uh, experience there, Yon. It sounds like it, and it sounds like you had uh, uh, it was an eye opener. Yeah, but I'm sure it's something that, that you don't uh, you don't regret uh, for one minute. So I'm glad that you're able to feel. Together and experience that. Oh, I think it's time for us to, uh, to wrap up the show here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. I am surprised that my computer has lasted as long as it has. I'm sure that the minute I open it, it's going to go, What are you doing? You are, today? You are uh, 4%, you own in the phone, tu aguante, like they say in the that's right. down south. Tu aguante, exactly. la batería. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great time. Hopefully, we'll do this again tomorrow. Here in the Cantina Mackey's podcast, but uh, I do appreciate uh, you coming on. I I made a suggestion. Uh... I can't hear you. It cut off a bit. Uh, I, was, I was saying thank you very much for joining us. It was uh, oh it was, it was, it was yes. It, anytime and a quick shout out to Chickies. Uh, I met up with him yesterday. He was he was down here in L.A. And we, we met up for dinner. And uh, so that's, he couldn't make it. He's traveling back today on his way back to Texas. So uh, 
you know, if it's listening, says shout out to to Chiki's camper. Anyway, I'm back. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, I just uh, my my computer finally died. So. Uh, oh, you're on your phone now. Good time for us to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I can't. Yes. I'm gonna have to get gas and stuff. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, la vida cotidiana. Thanks uh, for hopping on, Joel. I do appreciate it. Yes, oh, always a pleasure, John. All right, man. Thanks to Podcast. We appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, talk to you guys later on. Thanks. Hello?